Here we go. This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint left, G, U corner, half back, flat, on two. Ready, right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42. Blue 42. Rock, you tweeted this about the Seahawks game. Uh-oh. On Uh-oh. Saturday. What? What? What did I tweet? The eye in the sky in Vegas did not lie. Save for a few flash plays defensively, that was not a pretty picture to the playmaking depth of the Seahawks roster. My biggest concern for Seattle continues to be the cornerback position. Linebackers Jordan Brooks and Daryl Taylor need to grow in awareness, too. So, not so enthused with the defense in this game on Saturday night. Well, I don't know how you could be. I mean, they, they couldn't get off the field. They, they gave up 79 plays. Some of the guys up front played very, very hard, and that's been documented with Green and Robinson, and those guys played hard. For Daryl Taylor's first game in two years, that was awesome to see him cut it loose and, and let it go. And, and But, you know, if you're going to... If you're going to beat Indy, if you're going to beat the Rams, if you're going to beat the 49ers, if you're going to beat Arizona, you know, it's not, hey, that was fun that they cut it loose and let it go. It is, you got to be difference makers. Uh, Jordan Brooks got to be a difference maker. And, you know, he's, he's filling some huge shoes. KJ Wright ended up where in the top 100 list last night? 67. Yeah. Yeah. 67. Yeah. He doesn't have a job. What the heck's going on? <laughs> it's nuts. Good for him, Isn't that honestly. Weird? Finally getting recognized, but yeah, he's still unemployed. Well, I think a lot of it was production. You know, guys ran the league, look at the production, you know, and, and saw the batting average and the OPS and the home runs. And for KJ, that was tackles and tackles for loss. But it was, that was also a respect to, yeah, he played very well last year. He, he was a difference maker, he made big plays for them. So. There was not a lot of that. There were not plays on third down. You know, they could get off the field. What, they give up five straight third downs to begin? I think six of seven, 11 of 17 overall. Look, to, to be fair, though, I mean, the yes. Raiders are out there game planning with the Peter man. Like, oh, when, sure. you, when you give the Peter man oh, yeah. a full game plan, like, you can't expect to stop the Peter man on third downs. That wasn't Derek Carr. That wasn't Ruggs. That wasn't their top running backs, receivers. They were playing their backups, too. And that's why I made that point about depth, right? Obviously, this was not the Seahawks frontline guys. There's no Bobby. There's no safeties. You know, unfortunately, Reed's injured right now. Obviously, DK, Tyler, Russ, Chris. I mean, it was your, it was your depth. So you wanted to see your depth against their depth. And if you just looked at look at that objectively, people are all fired up at me. Oh, preseason game number one. Stop jumping to complete. I get it. I understand. But there's only three of them. And remember, when this team was humming, and, and I mean humming, those preseason games were blowouts. They were doing to teams what the Raiders' depth did to them. They owned them. And, you know, to me, that was kind of the concerning factor of that, that that was about your depth, the playmaking of your depth. And there was not a whole lot of playmaking to be had Saturday night in Vegas. Am I being too hard on Trey Flowers? Because my, my no. reaction, that, that throw outside the numbers to Zay Jones, number seven, I was like, that's, that's Trey Flowers' career right there in a nutshell, man. Does yes. everything right. Might even get himself in the right position, but he can't make plays on the ball when he's there. And he's either going to foul or he's going to give up completions. We had a corner, Danny, when I got to Seattle. Really nice guy. Great guy. His nickname was Almost. Almost Fred. <laughs> Almost Fred. Dang. He, 
you know, and, and he's he's there every time. He's covering. He's super quick. He was not nearly as big as Trey's corner, but he was almost Fred. Like, yeah, almost made that play. Almost got your hand on the ball. Almost intercepted it. Almost got to it. I mean, he, good enough to, to almost be there. And Trey's got a ton of experience. He's got a lot of game reps. He has been a starter against number one guys. And that's a play that, man, you're hoping – if the light bulb went on, or you know, I was reading last week about his mindset, he's just cutting it loose, right? He's not overthinking anymore. Well, against the third-string quarterback and a backup wide receiver, that's a play you got to make. It was a good throw. It was it was an excellent throw. It was a tremendous catch. But this is the NFL, baby. This isn't intramurals. This is the NFL. And you can't be almost at that position. I am concerned about the lack of playmaking ability, potentially, at that cornerback position, too. And when, yeah. I mean, it, that's... That's real. That, that's your that, big that, problem last year, right? You couldn't get off the field. It was it was it was dink and dunk and dink dunk. It was a lot of what you saw yesterday. And while yesterday wasn't you know, or excuse me, on Saturday, but while Saturday wasn't you know a complex defensive scheme, still. No, but it's basic football, as right. Pete said. It's playing man and zone. They didn't just play zone on every third down. They mixed up some press man. They, you know, they mixed up some of those looks on third down. Wanted to see guys play man. Couldn't get off the field a few times with tight end little stick routes and slants. He just loved to collision those, right? He just loved to, to see, okay, who's going who's gonna to be the difference maker? Who's going to get us off the field on third down so we don't give up two eight-minute drives to begin the game, right? Who, who is that going to be? And, and then I think over the weekend, the, the corner you had last year played the first half of the year with the bum knee, he gets cut. And, and oh, please don't hear this as go sign him because he couldn't play either. So, yeah, finding a difference-making corner, and that was D.J. Reed, the second half of last season. And let's hope he gets healthy and is squared away and, and could build on what was, a, what was a very good season last year because they are going to need him. Question two. What was that corner's name they, they traded for last year? Quinton Dunbar. There you go. Whew. I couldn't play either. E- easy to forget. He got. He lost his. He lost his next job. He didn't even rob anybody this time. You know what, though, he made plays in that game against the Patriots, which you can't say about many other Seahawks corners. One game. Yeah. I know. One, one game. game. One game is. <laughs> it's more. Than I'm a little. I'm, I'm a little surprised, Brock. We didn't see any of the first string offense in, in the game. That's yeah. Pete. Pete has always. Pete has always erred on that side of taking preseason a little bit too seriously. At least he did yeah. his first five years as head coach. Yeah. Now it sounds like we might not see them, the first-string offense at all in this preseason. Really? Is that a mistake? Well, I would like to. I would like to see some of that rhythm and timing and, and a little bit of the mix of tempo. Not that you've got to show all the cards, but I thought Saturday night was a byproduct. I think Holmgren was wired similarly, Danny, to, to Coach Carroll. You know, he wanted to play starters, wanted to play his quarterback, and I forget, maybe it was Indy. We played Dwight Freeney in Indy. And, you know, Kitten and John just got smashed because we were, like, on a third-string tackle. And he was like, okay, you know, one series out. Let's go. Or Hasselback. Like, uh, we're not doing this. We're not going to expose our quarterback, our franchise quarterback, to third-string tackle or fourth-string tackle in this case. So I, I thought that was maybe a little more of a byproduct that, you know, Carson and, and, and DK and Tyler don't need reps if they're not with Russell. And we're not going to play Russell if we've got backup center, backup guard, backup left tackle as beat up as they are. So hopefully, I mean, I, I would hope you'd want a little run. I'd hope you'd want to communicate a new language, right? I mean, it's a, it's a foreign language for the first time. And now the next two are going to be at home. 
So at least, you know, it'll be a little easier to communicate. You won't have to deal with some of the noise like you're going to have to deal with week one. And, you know, tempo's wonderful and checks and, and putting all that on Russell's plate is great. He's ready for it. But as we know, man, playing in the NFL on the road, that's not easy to do. Game number one, amped up place, good indie defense, a lot of speed. I, I would think you would want some live bullets and some live reps before week number one in a whole new system. I really wonder if there will be the kind of crisp cohesion coming out of the gates. And, and Brock, I, I'm curious as to how you felt about Stone Forsyth at left tackle in this game. It's his first game. I, I don't want to read too much into the corner blitz off the edge. Right. But there were some moments early on where it really looked like he was trying to catch up to yeah. the speed of the yeah. NFL. Yeah, welcome to the NFL moment. I mean, your six-round pick, right, for a reason. Awareness and quickness and all of those things. And on the road with noise. And those Raiders fans got after it a little bit. Their first time to be in the Death Star. And they were excited to, to be there. And, and, you know, backup quarterback and everything else. And whether it was Geno that needed to have a little bit of awareness with a nickel blitz off of that formation. Or, or whether it needed to be Stone. Uh, to, to see that left guard actually, I thought, called it out. A receiver called it out. He started to get a little feel for what was what was coming, that they were going to bring you know, an, an extra man to that side. But neither quarterback nor left tackle nor got anybody got that communicated. And, yeah, that was a, it was a rough night. But that's what I expected. I mean, did, did I expect Stone Forsyth to come in and, and be a monster lockdown? Shut it. No. He's going to be a developmental guy. That's going to take some time to grow and develop and quickness and awareness. And, and hopefully he can make it in this league when you're a six-round pick. That's my expectation and projection and even more. Why you need Dwayne and Jamarco and, and uh, even Obwehi up front to find a way to get themselves healthy or on the field. Insert Dwayne Brown's pocketbook. Feeling pretty good about Saturday night. Well, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Danny, you uh, parsed Pete very well. Did you parse John Schneider pregame? Yes. Translation parse? is we're, we're not we're, we're not doing anything on Dwayne. And for those who didn't hear it, basically John said, "What we have 21? 21 We guys. have twenty one guys." But that contract. that leads to the if we open this door because I think they are going to extend Quandre Diggs. Like I, I think once and if Adams gets done, I think Diggs is next. I I think the issue is Dwayne Brown's age and kind of the question of how. I mean, I, I guess we talked about this on Friday, Brock. Like, yeah. Over the offseason, there was some question that Dwayne Brown had communicated to people about whether or not he was going to come back and play this year. And if if at training camp you're hearing that a guy that there was at least some uncertainty about whether he was going to be back this year wants to be paid for next year too, like you're like, whoa, hold on just a second. Like, what are we doing here? Well, was that uncertainty in the offseason, a precursor to this? Was it a... Maybe, but that's a weird, that's a weird negotiating ploy, right? Yeah. Like, if you're an old dude, if you're an older player... Who's going to try to say like, no, man, I'm still geared up and I'm still ready to go? Like you don't tell them like I I might be done after this year, right? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's tough spot, it, man. It, it's it is. Not, it's not the spot you want to be in. It's not the spot GM wants to be in necessarily. It's certainly not the spot quarterback wants to be in or new first time play caller. 
to sit and have to worry and adjust my system. And man, I really like to do this. I'd really like to get people out. I'd really like to play fast. I'd really, really be uh, very comfortable if I had one of the best left tackles in all the game. I mean, the difference between, and we've said this a ton, between Walter Jones and everybody else for those years and the burden that it puts on play caller, the burden it puts on protection, the burden it puts on scheme to make sure, geez, we got to account for this guy and we got to slide here. And oh, by the way, yeah, we'll probably have Leonard Floyd on that side. We'll have Chandler Jones on that side. We'll have Bosa on that side. Oh, no, no, Chandler Jones might not be playing because he's mad right. too. Yeah, like just have enough of those guys ask for their own contracts. Problem yes. solved. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Question number three. Brock, this has to do with Stone Forsyth a little bit. Geno Smith got walloped on that <sighs> cornerback blitz, and it was strange to see how it was handled because he was out for the next play. I assumed that he was concussed, but then he came back in. He was still playing. And then the next thing you know, he's being removed from the game for a concussion. I'm guessing things are not so advanced compared to your day in the NFL yeah. as far as evaluating those concussions. Head injuries are a weird thing, man. They're, they're you know, brains, it's bruising your brain. That's what a concussion is. It's bruising your brain. Does that bruise show up immediately and, and knock you out completely? As I've seen guys, yes. Is it times those guys that get knocked out completely, do they bounce back? Uh, and, and wow, I'm fine. You know, I'm totally fine. Yeah. Uh, do you get a bruise like I did where I was a, a zombie for three days, sleeping 20 hours a day? Like, man, I was just out of it, just totally gone. On what was a rather innocuous hit, yes. Uh, did I get my face and my teeth? And, and, and I, I got hit hard, so hard one time, Paul, actually against the Raiders. In the preseason game, we were playing in the uh, old Coliseum, the dump, uh, the hard baseball field on the ground. We run sprint left option, kind of like, you know, the miscommunication the other night. We run sprint left option, and the fullback is supposed to block the end man on the line, E-M-O-L, E-M-O-L, end man, whoever that is. You just go and throw your body at his outside thigh pad, and that way I can get outside and just get the ball out in three or five steps. Fullback blocked end. Linebacker came, did not see him. I did not see him. On film, I become Ichabod Crane Heward. My head disappears. You could pause it, and my head disappeared. The top of my head hit that dirt. I, it was the hardest, most violent, other than John Mobley knocking my kidney loose. I sat there on my Ow. knees, on that dirt, and I felt for my face. I was like, is my face still here? Are my teeth <laughs> in my mouth? Oh, my God. Is my chin, like... I honestly, that was my first reaction, is I had to feel for my mouth and my chin and my teeth. Is my face still attached? And it was. And I got up, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. Face is attached. Teeth are in place. <laughs> Next know. play. And But, you know, I got hit to the front, and your skull's thicker in the front and the back. And, and if you take some of those shots, it was actually, I think, the, it wasn't the, the hit from maybe the front. I think it was the backside kind of side blow that got Gino. And, you know, your days, maybe he feel, felt like, okay, I'm all right. And then immediately or, you know, a series or two later, Dizzy, bright lights, all the other symptoms start to appear, and and I doubt that he's going to be available this week. That is Brock Heward for Blue 42. Any chance to see Tebow's blocking efforts? I'm currently debating those with Will Blackman. Well, the one that he's getting ripped for. The one where he's in motion? Yeah, I mean, at least he, he did his job. The guy didn't make the tackle. <laughs> That's what I tried to tell Will. Yes. I mean... <laughs> Right? It was actually a positive run, and your job is to block that guy. Do you have to deplete him? <laughs> that was my point. Is like If his job is to pin number 59, yes, the linebacker he inside, he, he, he did his job. 50, 59 
<laughs> so Will's you, point. Will, seen, Will's yeah. Go ahead. Will's point to me was, dude, if Fifty Nine does his job, he destroys that play. Like he made a deal with Tebow. <laughs> they both they both decided that they for who for what sort of preseason <laughs> yes. moment. Yeah, that that's that's kind of fair because we've seen Luke Wilson how many times on that play come across and sacrifice his body, and at times yes. just gets he get you can get blown up, right? You coming across. And, you know, that's the extra defender. And sometimes he sees you and he just knocks you out. But you did your job. And, you know, he occupied you, occupied that, that end, and, and the running back runs by. I thought, I don't know why he's getting killed for that one. The next one, which was where he gets ragdolled, was a whole lot more embarrassing than that one. But. Yeah, ways to go. Learning curve for Mr. Tebow, too. <laughs> he is Brock Heward. Brock, we will talk to you tomorrow. Okay, we'll be a little more positive tomorrow. That, was, that, <laughs> that, that sounds felt, good. That sounds that good. That felt like 17 minutes of a little negativity. We'll be a little more positive yeah, I like tomorrow. It. Just, All right, just, boys. Just, just wailing away on him. Uh, that is Brock Heward. Our training camp coverage brought to you by Precore Home Fitness.